We're going to read the Palm Sunday story from the 12th chapter of John's Gospel, but let's pause for a moment and remember what has come before. John's Gospel is sometimes referred to as the book of signs and wonders. It is an account of the miracles that Jesus has done, all the things that he has taught, and it is written so that people might believe that he is the Messiah. The first sign was the wedding in Cana, turning water into wine. And now we have just come from the raising of Lazarus. That has happened just prior to our text today. Jesus learned that his friend Lazarus was dead. He was already in the tomb for a few days, but he travels to Bethany where Lazarus is. And there's a great crowd of people there who've come to grieve and mourn with the family. And he raises Lazarus to new life. And so all of those people who have seen this miracle, have followed him back into Bethlehem, and they are part of the crowd that we read about in the Palm Sunday story. The next day, the great crowd that had come to the festival heard that Jesus was coming to Jerusalem. So they took branches of palm trees, and they went out to meet him, shouting, Hosanna, blessed is the one who comes in the name of the Lord, the King of Israel. Jesus found a young donkey and sat on it. As it is written, do not be afraid, daughter of Zion. Look, your king is coming, sitting on a donkey's colt. His disciples did not understand these things at first, but when Jesus was glorified, then they remembered that these things had been written of him and had been done to him. So the crowd that had been with him when he called Lazarus out of the tomb and raised him from the dead, they continued to testify. It was also because they heard that he had performed this sign that the crowd went out to meet him. The Pharisees then said to one another, you see, you can do nothing. Look, the world has gone after him. Now among those who went up to worship at the festival were some Greeks. They came to Philip, who was from Bethsaida in Galilee, and they said to him, sir, we wish to see Jesus. Philip went and told Andrew. Then Andrew and Philip went and told Jesus. Jesus answered them, The hour has come for the Son of Man to be glorified. Very truly I tell you, unless a grain of wheat falls into the earth and dies, it remains just a single grain but if it dies, it bears much fruit. Those who love their life will lose it, and those who hate their life in this world will keep it for eternal life. Whoever serves me must follow me, and where I am, there will be my servant also. Whoever serves me, the Father will honor. Friends, this is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Would you pray with me?
Gracious God, it is so easy to get bound up in our own expectations. We think we know the story. We've heard it before and the story that is to come. But help us to remember that you are all powerful, that you are the deepest mystery, and that we are to rely only on you to give our lives meaning. May any of the human words that I speak fall away, and may we be left with your words that we may have a testimony of our own. We ask this all in Jesus' name. Amen. This is a joyous day, Palm Sunday. It has all of the fun of a parade. It has good energy, people who are excited to welcome Jesus as he comes into Jerusalem. We are told that those same people who saw Lazarus called out of the tomb, they come and they're giving their testimony of all that they've seen. And then there are lots of other people who have heard about Jesus, who've heard about what he has done, and they're starting to believe too. This surely is the Messiah. And so they come to this great day with all of its joy. They follow him into town. But you and I know that this is only the beginning of the story. That Jesus will be here in Jerusalem, welcomed in what is called a triumphal entry. But from there, Jesus will be betrayed by one of those closest to him. And at that point, the crowds have gone away. Now there's just the disciples around him. And from that betrayal, he will be sent to the religious authorities, to Pilate. And at that point, there's only one who is willing to be with him. And friends, that's Peter. And what do we know about Peter? That out of his fear, when people said, are you one of his followers? Peter said, no. By the time we get to the cross, there's a crowd again, but it's a crowd who wants to crucify him. What went wrong? How did we get from Hosanna, save us, to crucify? Now, I have often said that the key to being happy with your preacher is low expectations, and I believe that. But expectations often get us into trouble, and that's what's happening here. Because everyone who comes into contact with Jesus has their own expectation of what he should be. Part of that has to do with the way we use language. Even in the Old Testament, to give something a name means that you know it, that you have some power over it. That's why the Lord God gives Abram a new name, Abraham. It's why when Jacob is wrestling with the angel in the desert, Jacob says over and over again, tell me your name. To know someone's name means that you know them in some way. And the name that has been given to Jesus is Messiah. The name that has been given to Jesus is King 
And so when Jesus rides into Jerusalem, there are people who are expecting a Messiah and a king. And what they expect is that Jesus is going to lead a revolution that he's going to take all of the people and he's going to show them how to overthrow Rome. And all those years that they've been oppressed and all those years that they've been on the bottom, it's all going to come to an end. That's their expectation. And as we go through Holy Week together, those expectations start falling away one by one by one. And what we learn is that Jesus Christ is the living God and that we are only to be faithful and to learn. The text tells us that there are people who are testifying to Jesus. That word testify really just means that they are bearing witness. They're bearing witness. I saw him raise Lazarus. I saw it. I will bear witness to that. I saw Jesus do a healing at Cana. I'm sorry, a miracle at Cana. Maybe they saw him heal. Over and over again, they give their testimony. They bear witness. But as we get closer to the cross, there are no witnesses. And they've fallen away because this isn't how it's supposed to go. Now, maybe you come here on the joy of Palm Sunday and you will be back again on Easter morning. Maybe that's all the story will be, but friends, to be faithful is to bear witness to every part of the story. This is the week when we bear witness to the fact that the world is very dark that our Lord and Savior will be tortured and crucified. And the only way we have courage to bear witness to that is to have the hope of Easter morning. Are you a follower of Jesus Christ? Can you bear witness to the waving palm branches and the Last Supper and the cross? Here's the way I like to think of bearing witness. About a year and a half ago, the author Michael Lewis lost his daughter in a car accident. It was unimaginable. And for those of you who have lost someone dear, who have been in that place, you know that nothing helps. Nothing helps. And so after Michael comes home from identifying his daughter's body, he pulls up and his friend Dave is sitting on his porch with tears streaming down his face. He was the first person there. And Michael gets out of the car and Dave walks to him and he says, I didn't know what to do and I know I can't help, but I'm not going to leave. I'm not going to leave. I'm going to be out here in my car for the next several days. And if you need me, I am there. And if you don't need me, I am there. Because you see, Dave had borne witness to Dixie's birth. He had been there for that. He had borne witness to the good days of Dixie's life. And on this most terrible day, 
he was going to bear witness again. He would not leave. He would sit in the car as a witness to the love that they had for their daughter and the pain that came with losing her. He would bear witness for them of the darkness of the world and he would hope for the light to shine through. I'm not leaving, Dave said. Well, Christians, we aren't leaving either. We will journey with Jesus Christ to the last supper and the knowledge of his betrayal. And we are not leaving. We will journey with Jesus Christ as he stands before Pilate, beaten and bloodied. We will stand as witnesses as he is on the cross. And we will do it because of our love for him and because we also know about Easter morning. The darkness of the tomb is real. But the bright sun of Easter morning is a greater truth. So we won't leave. We will bear witness. And we will gather with joy on Easter morning, knowing both the truth of the fragility of life and the truth of our Savior's great love. Thanks be to God. Amen.